Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Rising Cloud podcast. I'm Stefan Carlin and I'm joined today by our co-editor, Neil Houston. Neil, how are you doing? Thanks, Stefan. Yeah, I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. The sun's shining, the sky's looking good. It looks like it's going to be a good day. Uh, it looks like the first nice day in Glasgow for about 20 years, probably. Yeah, uh, true. Hopefully, hopefully it'll last a wee bit longer. It'd be good to get the, the nice days back instead of the rain and the, the wind. So, so here's hoping. So on today's episode of the podcast, I am going to obviously have a chat with you to tell everyone a little bit about what Rising Clyde is, what we're all about and, and sort of why why it's important that, w- that we're here, that we exist. Does that sound all good with you? Sounds good for me, mate. Perfect. Let's get started. Actually, before we get started, if you haven't already heard episode one, with Cameron, one of our multimedia uh, producers. We interviewed Carol Herman. She is a South African lecturer and um, she was speaking all about how she plans to to tackle the the climate crisis in in her own unique way. So if you haven't heard that, then go and give it a listen. But let's get started for episode two. Neil, Let's let's just start. What what is Rising Clyde, and why have we started to do it now? Uh, well, <coughs> Rising Clyde is a Glasgow-based digital publication made for young people uh, who are passionate about the climate emergency. Uh, what we do is we bring together news, um, culture pieces, opinion pieces, multimedia pieces, um, all together from under an equal lens. Pretty much offering climate journalism uh, through every vertical. Um, you know, when we were developing this idea, uh, we asked ourselves a question we can ask. Are news organizations and media, uh, are they doing enough to help tackle the climate emergency? You know, it's a problem that everyone has to face sooner or later. Um, what COP26 showed showed everyone, what showed the world, what showed us, was that there was a demand for, um, for young people, for more action to be taken concerning the climate emergency. You know, it showed young people at the forefront of marches and demonstrations, demanding those in power to take more immediate action. Um, and you know, since since COP twenty six has ended, what we've seen is a climate debate pushed back to the recesses of mainstream news, mm-hmm. with organisations, you know, opting to go for different headlines of their newspapers. You know, ones that will sell rather than you know, COP the climate emergency isn't ones that's going to sell anymore. So it's been pushed back to a to another vertical alongside politics or alongside news, along ty- alongside sport. But what we do at Rising Clyde is that we want the climate crisis to be a part of every vertical. We want, want to look at sport through uh, an equal lens. We want to look at politics through an equal lens. We want to look at news, um, opinions, uh, reviews, uh, everything around Glasgow, around Scotland, through under, under that equal lens, because it's incredibly important to have everything concerning the, the planet at the moment. Okay, and uh, this is just shooting from the hip. This question, but um, a lot of that developed from um, from COP, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that, it did. Yeah, that's that's where we got our ideas from because you know, obviously, as we're master students and we covered COP twenty six last year, and uh, you know, that's where a lot of the inspiration came from. Okay, and what pieces of content can our audience expect to see from us? Well, that's a good question, Stefan. That's a good plug. Um, so news, constant news all week. Um, 
concerning uh, Scotland's uh, policies, uh, concerning world policies as well, everything to do with the climate crisis. Um, we've got a lot of good writers covering a few culture pieces right now. I think one of our best ones was by our, one of our writers, Aidan Maxwell. He did a whole culture piece on sustainable fashion places around Glasgow and an interactive map within, embedded within a story um, which which took you around Glasgow and showed you all the all the best place all the most fashionable places you could go uh, buy that were sustainable, not fast fashion. Uh, he's a bit of a fashion guru. Uh, we have opinion pieces um, because everyone likes an opinion these days, and uh, we've obviously got this podcast and we have a YouTube channel. We have videos. Um, and am I missing out anything here, Stefan? I, I, I don't think so. Culture, maybe? I, I, did we say culture? Yeah, I think I've said culture. Uh, uh, eco-advice. Eco-advice. Um, and our final our final subsection is, is eco-advice, which is kind of our USP as well, because we found that when we did a lot, when we spoke to a lot of our target audience, they said that they don't engage with the climate news because it doesn't really, it doesn't really speak individually to um, to them. They found that when when you read climate crisis stories, uh, it kind of appeals to the whole world or the whole nation, and you know that it, it, what 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 climate crisis news doesn't do is to speak to the individual about what difference they can make uh, specifically. It's not specific to them, and so we found that eco advice is one of our subsections where we can you know write articles that are specific to the individual on how you know give advice about how to be more sustainable, how to be more eco friendly. Um, and that and that way people can just make all these, you know, because in order to tackle a climate emergency, everyone has to make a difference. It's not just it's not just one or two policies that's going to change the world. It's going to be every single one pulling together collectively. So, you know, we thought that was a good a good subsection to have. Okay, um, so we know what kind of content our audience can expect to see from us. Um, but how often can they expect to see us uh, publish content? How often? Yeah. Uh, well, our publishing days are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, you know, we we've just had our launch, uh, but last Friday. Um, so we're still just we're we're still just finding our feet in our production run. But hopefully, we should have about three pieces a day, in of each of those days, um, which hopefully will be good. Okay. And um, how big uh, of a tool will social media be to to engage uh, with your audiences? Oh, massive! It's it's going to be our biggest biggest tool, and it's going to be one thing we have to uh, going to be one thing we have to optimize um, to its fullest potential. Because look, we're a we're a we're a publication made for young people, and young people have answered to us that they get their news primarily from social media. Yeah. Um, so we have to make that probably our biggest asset. Is that we have to find ways to find not 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 just the people we have now we want to bring in a bigger audience all the time with every new story we do because we write it for young people so it's it's the way yeah um instagram twitter we have tiktok as well these are going to be our massive platforms to try and get more people to engage with us has the climate crisis been a subject that has been forgotten about not just since cop 26 but in general yeah i mean completely um, you know, look at what's happening all over the world right now. Um, the invasion of Ukraine—that's and rightly so—that's taken over, taken over our news. It's 
absolutely terrible at what's happening over there. But I just, but it, this happens all the time when, you know, COP26 was, the climate crisis was everywhere. Every, all the world leaders, everyone was talking about it. And now it's just been, again, forgotten about. And it has, it's no, no one's talking about that right now. And what's, what's got, you know, it's terrible what's happened in Ukraine, but if anything, if, if another world, um, if another world catastrophe happens somewhere, does the climate crisis just get pushed back again? And then what, in, in 60 years, when, when, you know, we're actually feeling the effects of, of global warming, then, um, you know, then we'll get, then we'll probably get pushed to the front page, but by then we'll be too late, I suppose. Okay. So, um, just to, to touch on that, then I suppose the question I want to ask is: Was COP was obviously a, a big? Uh, it was a big thing. Um, you know, with world leaders from from all over the world, from multiple different countries here. Um, d- does it feel almost as if the media were using it as like a PR exercise into? Are sorry, world leaders using it as a PR exercise rather than truly caring about the climate because it does seem as if it's went from front news to 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 no news almost. Well, look, yeah, that's 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 a big question you've got to ask yourself. I mean, um, you know, our our politicians, you know, they are they are short term uh, seers. They're they're not going to see really long term, and and if it's looking good for them at the moment, you know, when they turn up to when they turn up to something like COP twenty six, you know. Uh, then it, it does feel like a wee bit PR. It does feel like people, um, you know, saying the right things, so people, you know, are happy with them, and then we'll we'll push to the next next you know thing that will that will get the ratings up. It did feel a bit PR-y completely, but um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say on that one. Okay, and um, just to touch on we talked about what's going on in the world now uh, with Ukraine. When you compare, uh, you know, to other issues facing the world just now, how, how big is, is the climate crisis? Like, just just simplify it if, if you can for it. How big is the climate crisis? Well, well, look at it this way. Um, Ukraine uh, is causing one of the biggest migrant problems. Um, not, well, not problems, but one of the biggest mass migration of people uh, Europe's seen in since you know World War Two, um, with with lots of Ukrainian uh, refugees having to leave their home and and, and move. Yeah. But what, what what the climate crisis is going to cause the biggest mass migration of people the world has ever seen. Hmm. You know, it's uh, so and that's going to be a problem which is what's going to face us in 70, 80 years. So um, it's probably the most important issue facing the world. But because it's so far away. 70 years, um, you know, people, it's, it will be relegated to the, you know, the, the back page mm. completely, but it is the most important thing that's facing the world at the moment. Okay. And just on, on this, then the IPC report uh, was launched this past week. In your, in your view, how, how damning was that? Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, it's yeah, pr- pretty damning, pretty, Pretty terrible because um, they the yeah pretty much it just shows that nearly you know half of half of humanity you know what's what's that nearly four billion three billion people are living in the danger zone you know mm. and um, most it just shows that most ecosystems at the moment are at the point of no return mm. um, 
and all these all these you know all these people are going to be completely vulnerable and all these ecosystems are going to be completely vulnerable mm-hmm. um yeah what's it the number is 3.6 billion people are highly vulnerable to the effects of the climate crisis um so it's absolutely pretty damning but again like i say the who i i am not i'm pretty sure not many people even know what the IPCC report is. I'm yeah. pretty sure half the public don't even know it's been published. I'm pretty sure that um, unless you're actually following the climate crisis news, then you know you're not going to know what the IPCC report is. And it's an absolute damning report saying that half the world is pretty much in the zones that are that are going to uh, pretty much. Um, be wiped out. Okay, so that sounds um, like a, a good sort of place to end it. It's, it's very informative, um, and it, you know, it lets people know that that we are, you know, facing uh, somewhat of a a bit of a, um, if not a bit of a crisis, we are uh, facing a, a massive uh, crisis to to humanity. Um, Neil, thanks very much for for taking time out your day this morning to to sit down and, and chat with me, but also to let um, everyone who you know is is following Rise and Clyde know exactly what we're about from the voice of the the editor uh the co-editor yes exactly man uh follow us on twitter follow us on instagram uh follow us on tiktok although i'm not very tech savvy with those kind of things but we have brilliant uh, social media directors who uh will keep you entertained most definitely uh neil once again uh thank you and um to everyone listening uh thank you all for for uh tuning in to, to this to this episode i hope you've gained a little bit more insight as to what rising clyde is about and uh hopefully um you'll continue to to follow us and you'll continue to listen to us we uh as you know are on spotify um and will be on itunes uh, very soon um but yeah all i have to say is and uh enjoy the rest of your day enjoy the rest of your weeks and we will uh, see you next time